Chapter 9 of Short Stories for Short People. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Short Stories for Short People by Alicia Stewart Aspinwall. Chapter 9 What the Squirrel Did for Richard. Richard had found a big and tempting chestnut in the woods and was about to eat it when he heard a chit-chit-chit overhead, and looking up saw, perched on the swaying branch of a tree, a red squirrel whose bright eyes were fixed wistfully on the chestnut, so wistfully that Richard knew at once what the little creature wanted. It was late for chestnuts. There were not many to be found, and this one was large and mealy. But Richard was a kind-hearted boy, and so he said, you shall have the nut, squirrel, and placing it on a stone under the tree, he walked off a few feet. Down scampered the squirrel, seized the nut, and was up again on the branch in a twinkling, where he sat cracking and nibbling it with the greatest enjoyment. Richard stood under the tree watching him. Isn't it good, he said. I am awfully glad I gave it to you. Chit, chit, said the squirrel, and then, to Richard's astonishment, he uttered these words in very good English. You have been kind to me, little boy. You have not only given away what is yours, but, more than that, something which you yourself wanted very much. To do that is the greatest kindness one can show to another. Now, as it happens, I am a powerful squirrel, and in return for your kindness, I am going to give you a gift, which sometime will be of the greatest use to you. Now, mark my words, whenever you rub the little finger of your right hand across your chin, you will at once become a squirrel. Then he ceased speaking and vanished. Richard stood there, staring in astonishment, rubbing his eyes, and wondering if the squirrel had really spoken to him. Of course I know, he said, that I can't turn into a squirrel, even if I rub the little finger of my right hand over my chin all day long. But, just to convince himself, he drew his right hand's little finger across his chin, and before you could count two, he found he had actually become a dear little red squirrel, and was running quickly up a tree, perhaps to get away from the small boy who had stood there only a moment before. What fun this is, he thought, to stay in these beautiful woods all day long, to have to do no lessons, and not to go to bed till I want to. Oh, how happy I am! The next two hours he spent in taking flying leaps from tree to tree, startling all the other squirrels and wood creatures who scolded him roundly for disturbing their afternoon naps. Then he felt tired, and sat down upon a soft, mossy stone to rest. It had begun to grow dark, and the boy squirrel for the first time thought of his dear mother and his comfortable home. And then, then, he remembered that his mother would not know him as he was now, and that his friend, the squirrel, had neglected to tell him how he was to turn himself back into a boy again. Then I must always be a squirrel, he said, and never, never go home to dear Papa and Mama any more. At this dreadful thought, his tears began to flow, and, forgetting that he was no longer a boy, he tried to put his little paw into his pocket to get a handkerchief to wipe those tears. Suddenly, 
he caught sight of his bushy tail the very thing for a handkerchief he thought and was about to use it when he noticed on the extreme end of the tail and almost hidden by the soft fur a small knob that looked very much like an electric bell button on this was printed in letters so small that had not his eyes been very small too i am sure he never would have read it press the button curling his tail over his head he pressed the knob hard against his little sharp brown nose and immediately he became richard the boy again running home as fast as he could for he felt a bit dazed by these quick changes he rushed into the house his mother was sitting before the fire sewing while the big pet cat tabby lay curled upon the rug at her feet richard was in a state of great excitement and when mrs burton heard the story of the squirrel which he told her she smiled and said my little boy must not lie down in the woods and take his naps again oh mamma you think i was dreaming but this was no dream i can really turn myself into a squirrel whenever i like i will show you and richard rubbed the little finger of his right hand over his chin and then how it happened mrs burton could never tell but the first thing she knew her boy had vanished and running across the room she saw a little red squirrel but alas the cat had seen it too and like a flash was after it giving it no time to press the knob and change itself back into a boy poor mrs burton screamed in her fright while round the room over the chairs and tables flew the two then the boy squirrel ran to his mother's arms for protection she held him high in one hand beating down the cat with the other till the squirrel got a chance to press the button and mrs burton found that she was holding her own dear boy in her arms poor woman she was so weak that she was unable to speak for some time and indeed it is not strange that this was so for to see one's only child pursued and almost eaten up by a pet cat was an unusual and extremely trying experience for any mother when she had recovered herself she said to richard with tears in her eyes promise me that you will never turn yourself into a squirrel again unless indeed you can save your life by so doing richard promised and for two years he remained just a plain common boy like other boys then one day in summer he went bathing in the river with some friends forgetting the strong current in midstream he ventured out too far from the shore and to his horror found that he was being carried away in spite of himself his friends shouted to him but did not venture to go to his help suddenly floating on the water near he saw a piece of wood about a foot long this he seized and clung desperately to it his strength was fast leaving him and he could no longer swim but alas the board was not big enough to bear his weight and the poor boy felt himself sinking just then fortunately he remembered that he could save himself by turning himself into a squirrel and quickly rubbing his finger over his chin in a twinkling a very wet little red squirrel crawled up on the board and leisurely floated downstream the boys on the shore seeing richard no more thought he had sunk and shouting he is drowned ran to tell his mother half a mile downstream the board with the squirrel was washed ashore and the little creature ran through the woods till he came to the place on the river bank where he had left his clothes when pressing the knob richard was himself again 
Dressing himself, he ran home to his mother, who was crying bitterly, having heard from the boys that he was drowned. She could scarcely believe her eyes when she saw him standing there alive before her. He told her what had saved his life, and then, indeed, she felt grateful to the squirrel. Just a week from this time, Richard went from his father's house to the village on an errand. Instead of going by the regular road, he made a shortcut going through Farmer Newbone's pasture, entirely forgetting the dangerous bull who was in it. He was halfway across when he heard a loud bellowing, a snorting and puffing, and turning, saw to his horror the bull. The animal's eyes were glaring angrily and tossing his head in fury. He was coming with tremendous speed toward the little boy, who stood there trembling with fear. He knew that the bull would be upon him before he could possibly reach the wall, and feared his last moment had come, when fortunately he happened to remember that he could turn himself into a squirrel and so escape. Then he sat down on the ground and calmly waited for the bull to come on. He held his finger already within an inch of his chin and smiled at the thought of the bull's astonishment when he should disappear before his eyes and now the animal was very near was almost upon him richard waited till he could feel the hot breath upon his face when he quickly rubbed his finger on his chin and then a red squirrel ran right up the animal's nose over his head along his back down his tail across the field and over the high wall before the astonished bull had finished staring at the place where there had certainly been a boy only a moment before Years after, when Richard grew to be twelve years old, he went one time with his father to a city fifty miles from his home to spend a week. They had a room on the fifth floor of a big, noisy hotel. The boy had a fine time, for his father was very kind to him, showing him everything and taking him about constantly. One night Richard, being tired, went to bed at eight o'clock. His father had gone for the evening to see a gentleman on business. The boy had been asleep for about an hour, when suddenly he woke up, feeling choked, and found that the room was full of smoke. Springing from his bed, he put on his clothes and ran to the door, only to be met by still thicker smoke, while below he could hear a roaring noise and the cries of frightened people. Running then to the window, he looked out into the street five stories below. He knew that if he jumped, it would kill him instantly and he also realized poor boy that if he stayed where he was he would surely be burned to death for he could see the angry flames bursting out from the lower windows of the hotel a narrow coping about six inches wide ran under his window to the corner of the big building and from there a water spout led to the grounds but even supposing that he could walk on this narrow ledge, he certainly could never, never slide down to the ground on a water spout. A cat might do it, but certainly not a boy. And thinking of a cat reminded him of the power which the squirrel had given him so long before. Why could he not become a squirrel and so escape this dreadful death? It was now five years, however, since he had been a squirrel, the last time being when he had raced over the bull's back, you know. With a beating heart, poor Richard rubbed the little finger of his right hand on his chin, and immediately a red squirrel was running quickly along the narrow ledge, which seemed a broad safe way to him, toward the water spout. 
Reaching this, he ran easily, swiftly down. There's a kitten, said a man in the crowd. No, it's a rat, said another, for no one thought of a country squirrel coming out of a city hotel. When the little creature was almost down, he met with a painful accident. He caught one of the claws of his right front paw on a rusty nail, and in his haste to get down, it was broken off. When he reached the ground, he managed to change himself into Richard again, without anyone noticing it in the noise and confusion. Then, looking about him in the crowd, he saw at a little distance his poor father, who stood there with the tears running down his cheeks, and who was offering a great deal of money to anyone who would go into the burning hotel and save his boy, but no one would go. Twice he had tried to go in himself, but the people held him back and would not let him. Richard ran to him, and the father and son, and indeed all the people about, cried, but it was for joy. Then Richard noticed that his right hand was bleeding, and remembered the rusty nail that had torn his paw a moment before, when he was a squirrel. Looking at his hand, he found to his horror that the little finger was gone. "'Oh, dear, oh, dear!' he cried. "'Then I fear I shall never be able to turn myself into a squirrel again.' And so it proved... For from that time on, although he rubbed each finger across his chin, taking one at a time and giving each a fair trial, it was in vain. A boy he was, and a boy he had to remain. End of chapter 9